This week on the Meg Rock Show, I sat down with Alana Vandersloos. Alana is a freedom with food and fitness coach. Alana shares how she had some insecurities about her body when she was younger, and she felt the need to control. And she felt that by controlling what she ate, that she had control over her life. And it wasn't until she had the thought of, hey, maybe I want to have kids one day and this is not going to benefit me. I need to change the way I see food and fitness. And we talk a lot about how she stepped into that knowing and how she made a decision to change it for herself so that she could help other women not experience the same things that she did. She wants to give women the reassurance that your weight is not your worth or an indicator of your health. Welcome to the Meg Rock Show with Manifesting Marge, enlightening you with high vibe spiritual guidance, interviews with high vibe people, and those who practice different healing modalities around the world. I help women manifest more love, more self-love, more money, better health, and clarity on their life path. My purpose is to help you remember who the you are. Let's rock this out. Welcome, Alana. I'm so excited to have you. Hi, Meg. How are you? I am good. I am good. Should I, should I call you Marge or Meg? <laughs> you can call me either. I answer to both. I answer to both. My kids even call me Marge. So That's amazing. <laughs> I know. Isn't that funny? I still think of Marge Simpson, but it kind of has, um, it's sweet now. I think when I'm a grandmother, I'm going to be Margie. It's just kind of turned into, I guess it's kind of my alter ego and I'm, I'm, in, I'm embracing the Marge at 40. So love it. Love it. Thank you. Okay. So food freedom. So tell me your story and how you ended up where you are today. So I grew up a perfectionist and I was always, you know, I grew up in a very small town and uh, it was easy to be, you know, the best at a lot of things, or at least excel at a lot of things. And I, I guess I grew up having a lot of this external validation and it created an absence of having to cultivate internal validation. So that was a piece of, of, of my, of what would eventually be my eating disorders, three of them in particular. And then when I got to grad school, it was, it was time to go into the real world where there is really no best at anything. And that was very scary. And I just got my teaching degree and I didn't know where I was going to work. And if I was going to have to move away from friends and family, and it just, I felt this loss of control where I hadn't before and it was very scary. And because of that, and coupled with all the external validation I always got for being naturally thin, you're drinking Zevia, love. I took control of the one thing that I knew I could, and that was my weight and my food. And it, it evolved and manifested into this horrible five years of my life where I was eating, you know, 900 calories a day. I was exercising every day. I was so fixated on my stomach. That was like the trouble area for me. So I had body dysmorphic disorder. I had orthorexia. Everything in my mouth had to be clean, quote unquote, and healthy. Uh, and I had um, you know, binge eating disorder where I would restrict and eat again, quote unquote, clean Monday to Friday. But then when the weekend would hit, you have a couple of cocktails with your girlfriends, your inhibitions are low and you're like, I've been good all week. I'm just, I'm going to have all the foods and you, you binge 
And then by Sunday night, you're like, oh crap, you know, like I really have to get back on the wagon and the cycle would start over and over again. So I was in that hell for about six years, but now looking back on it, now that I've done all the, the mental and physical work, I know where that had all come from. I know what created it all. So that made it easy to conquer eventually. What did it stem from? If you don't mind sharing. It was control. It was perfectionism. It was a little bit of obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm-hmm. And I needed to learn how to cultivate internal validation. I needed to learn and to know that your weight is not your worth. Your appearance is not your worth. Your worth is inherent when you're born. And that's something I didn't really understand because I had been getting praise for all the things that I did and the way that I looked and that was all external. So I didn't realize that there was this internal validation part that I was missing. So powerful. So on your timeline, what does this look like as far as time is concerned? So how long have you had your business and when did you kind of have your wake up call? So I had my wake up call probably about seven or eight years ago, I was following this blog and it was this woman who was all about health and fitness and cooking. And she seemed to have like the perfect marriage and the, and she was so pretty and all that. She seemed like she had the perfect life. And then she had one post one day that said she was suffering from hypothalamic, I'm going to, I can't even pronounce it, amenorrhea. There we go hypothalamic amenorrhea, HA. And basically she had been restricting so much and she was at a weight not natural for her body. So she had stopped menstruating and she and her husband were trying to have a family and they they couldn't, they were having trouble conceiving. And I said to myself, I think I was maybe 24 at the time. I said to myself, you know, I'm not ready for a family yet personally, but eventually I know I want a family and I don't want my struggles with food to be the reason I can't have a family. And that was the, that was the initial wake up call. And then I started following people in the intuitive eating space and, and really it took a while. It took, I would say it took a couple of years for it to really sink in, to hear the same intuitive eating messages from different people, different angles, different ways of saying things for it to finally really sink in. So did you go anywhere for help or you just kind of had this, this aha moment and you're like, Hmm, I want to start looking at this differently. And you really just started doing all the self-discovery yourself. I did. I did. And, you know, for, for people that, you know, for, for whatever reason, can't seek professional medical help, although that is the preferred way to do it, there are other ways to help yourself along in the interim. There's, there's podcasts, there's books, there's, uh, you know, the intuitive eating community is so ingrained in Instagram. Now it seems like it is a a fairly large community where you can, you know, get help and support from people who've been there or are there now. How old are your children? So I have one son named Archer and he's 15 months old. Oh, a baby. Well, and I'm sure, I mean, this is going to play out in how you raise him as well, but it probably more so if you had girls, because I have friends that have girls and they, they talk a lot about, you know, my daughter's watching me. She's yeah. watching how I look at myself in the mirror. She's watch how I watching how I speak about my weight and, and how I speak about my body. And parents and, and influencers, I think most parents are influencers, they don't realize that the things that they're doing, they are conditioning their children mm-hmm. to see things like that. And it's it's so very toxic. It really is. You know, even if you're not putting your son or daughter on a diet. 
they see what you're doing. They see that you are counting calories and stepping on the scale and looking at your body in the mirror and pinching fat and saying, oh, I can't have that. That's bad. Or, oh, that's going to make me get, they, they hear and take in and, you know, more than we care to know, <laughs> they really take it all in. So we have to be so careful in terms of what we say and what we do. Okay. So when did you decide that you wanted to help other people? When did you decide that this was your calling? Um, you know, it's funny. My son was like five months old and I was like, I'm a new mom. Why don't I just throw something else into the mix and become an entrepreneur? So that's what I did. So the business itself, freedom with food and fitness is relatively new. I started in December. Awesome. I love it. I said, you know, it, it, it is something, it's something I'd been thinking about for a couple of years now, I've been recovered for about six, but for the past, like I would say two or three, I, I you know, and I'm a teacher too. So I, I'm naturally someone who likes to teach and coach and support people. And this is a passion of mine. So I said, why not marry the two things together? And it's, it's been so much fun. So much fun. Yes, absolutely. And also you have that you've, you've, you've had a child now and you understand what it's like getting your body back after having a baby and what another large group of women to work with that are just picking their bodies apart. And I don't even know because it's just like medical terms, I guess, but like the muscles that you have in your stomach that a lot of times when women have babies, they kind of split apart. Yes. And so you can do all the, all the workouts and but your stomach is still not the way you want it to be. And there's so much out there now. So my kids are um, almost 16 of two boys and then all, uh, 12 and a half. And, um, my stomach is fine. Could it be better? Yes, but it's fine. I'm good with it. But I wish I'd known this when my kids were little, because there are exercises you can do to bring those muscles back together. Like so, so much is coming out now. And I just, there's good and bad on social media and people like you and all the access we have to learning and bettering ourselves is it's truly an exciting time and there's no excuse. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you, if you have the desire to educate yourself, you absolutely can. And, and you, what you're referring to is diastasis recti. So it's yes. a separation of the ab muscles. And because I was somebody whose body dysmorphic disorder was, was concentrated on her torso, I <laughs> research the heck out of that. Uh And, you know, a lot of women, after they have a baby, they want to obviously close that gap and they will do crunches and crunches. And you're actually not supposed to do any of that. You're supposed to do breath work first. And a lot of people don't want to hear that because they want that quick fix. And, you know, I, I did it right. I, and I had separation, 99% of women will have ab separation when they, when they're pregnant. It's, I mean, think about the, the physiology of that. It yeah. has to happen. Uh, and I had a separation. And for the first six weeks, I, my exercise quote unquote was literally breathing and doing a lot of diaphragm work. And that was it. And you know what? It's completely closed because I did it right. And I just honored my body and yes. I, and that's what you need to do. Well, and there's, there's healing, there's healing in breath. I mean, that is the life force energy. And I talk to our kids about it all the time because I need to do it more. Like I'm learning as a spiritual person and as a coach. I mean, I have taken transformational breath classes. I've done it in person. And then I've done it online um, with an energy healing mentor that I work with. And it literally is just, we breathe and it's just intentional breath. We breathe for an hour and like the most amazing meditations, visions, like it is so awesome. And 
people are just now starting to talk about that too. We don't breathe enough. And in fact, I had someone on my podcast recently and she was talking about working out. Um, you know who it was? It was Annalyn McCord. Do you know who Annalyn McCord is? She's an actress. She was on Nip Tuck and a bunch of uh, she blonde, blonde, yes, yes. big personality. She's so cute. And she was talking about, she was talking about working out and she said she was doing like Tai Chi or something like that. And she said, I had no idea that when I was doing the moves, I was, I was sucking in my breath. I was like holding my breath. And Mm -hmm. she's like, I really have learned so much about breath work. She's like, I have just been going through my life, not breathing, like just, just stress, just sucking it in. Yeah. And that's fascinating how people, how we do that. And that's definitely something that would be, you know, a really actionable takeaway for anybody listening who is having a lot of anxiety and fear around eating is take a few slow, deep breaths before you start, because that will calm your central nervous system down and you can think clearly and you can slow down and actually enjoy the food instead of shoveling it in with guilt. Absolutely. And you'll appreciate this from, from a, um, a food perspective. So this energy healer that I always refer to in all my podcasts, she's my friend and mentor. She explained to me one time just about food and all of the guilt that's around food and that we are anything that we are thinking about, we are infusing with energy, Mm -hmm. high frequency or low frequency energy. And if you're going to treat yourself to the bowl of ice cream, then you better be telling yourself with every single bite, every single thought, why you deserve that ice cream, why it is so good and how it's going to be nourishing your body. Not where, not it's going to go to my ass. I'm going to feel so bad about this. I am weak. I'm fat. All of those things because you're infusing what you eat with that kind of energy. And so we were talking about it from like a blessing your food perspective. Mm. And, um, and I'm not saying go around eating just bowls of ice cream and just thinking it's going to nourish your body. But I'm saying when you're conscious and you're aware of what you're eating, right. You have to make sure that you are blessing and you're infusing the food that you're eating with the highest frequency energy, no matter what it is, right. No matter what it is. And there's people eat out of guilt. So think of the energy they're infusing their food with. Right. That's so, that's so low frequency. Very. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, what you said is so important, this idea that, you know, we're not going to eat bowls and bowls of ice cream. And that's such a fallacy when it comes to intuitive eating is this idea that, you know, oh, if I become an intuitive eater, all I'm going to do is eat pizza and ice cream. And that's so not true. I mean, in the beginning, you might have more of those things because you've been restricting them. So naturally you gravitate toward those things. But if you start to eradicate that guilt and allow yourself to have those foods unconditionally, you won't have them all the time. You'll have it just as much as you have broccoli and salad. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, you know, kind of leveling the playing field, getting rid of all this morality around food and just picking things you enjoy, but also considering nutrition. It's not that we are anti-health just because mm-hmm. we're anti-weight loss. Exactly. So beautifully said. Okay. So how can people connect with you and what services do you offer? Okay. So I, uh, Probably the best place to find me is on Instagram. So I'm at freedom with food and fitness. We're also on Facebook. Um, I do have a link tree, which I can send you and that, that could be in the show notes and that has everything. Um, I'm at freedom with food and fitness.com. Uh, I have, if anybody has the app insight timer, I do have a guided meditation for body image. 
I have two courses on my website. I'm hoping to get my book, a literary agent or a publisher soon. It's, it's going to be an intuitive eating workbook. So we have lots of fun things in the mix, but in the interim, Instagram is probably the way to go. Perfect. Well, that's a good place to get the scoop for sure. Well, this was amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to have found you. I can think of quite a few people that I want to hear this podcast episode. Perfect. Perfect. Um, definitely, you know, have them DM me and this was great. Thank you so much, Meg. Thank you, Alana. We'll do this again soon. If you thought today rocked, subscribe to the Meg Rock Show podcast, leave a review and let me know what your takeaway was. All of my social is linked in the show notes. Screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at TheMegRock. For more info on me and to take my quiz to find out what energy blocks you have in your life and in your home, and maybe even coaching, go to ManifestingMarge.com. Repeat after me, I am a powerful, loving, radiant, abundant, badass warrior goddess. I am here to rock out this lifetime. It doesn't serve me or the world to play small. I am worthy of all that I desire. See you in the next episode. The Meg Rock Show podcast and all content created by Manifesting Marge LLC is created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have for a medical condition or concern. Meg Schwarzrock is not a doctor or a therapist.